for this great visionary. When I came before, it's about 10 years ago, he gave me a prophetic word that I didn't even know anything about. Amen? He saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. And so when God called me to pastor, I remember the words that he had said and spoken over my life. So I'm here, good God Almighty, with my family and friends. Amen. Hallelujah. It's been a while. But you know when you're good friends, amen, even though you don't talk every day, when you see each other, you just pick up right where you left off. Amen. And we left off praising God. Amen. And so we're going to continue to praise the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. Thank God. Thank God for our beautiful first lady. Amen. Got a chance to hug her neck in the hallway. Hallelujah. Still remember the pajama party. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Always grateful to see Dr. Chandler in the house. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Pastor Murphy, thank you for allowing us to just invade your your pulpit, amen. I looked, I said, oh, Lord, we didn't even save a seat for, for the pastor. But thank you so much, amen. Hallelujah. Good to look out in the audience and see my, my old neighbor, amen, Brother Alvin and his fiance. That's awesome to be able to see, hallelujah. Friends you haven't seen in a while, amen. And always to my Hope family, God bless you. You know I love y'all, Amen. I know Pastor Murphy may think this, but I really have the best church this side of the Mississippi. Amen. And I've got the best members this side of the Mississippi. And so I'm grateful, grateful to be here on today. Thank God for Facebook. Amen. Sister Latasha contacted me on Facebook. Amen. I said, Pastor, would love for you to come and speak. I said, I I'd love to be there to celebrate, amen? Glory to God. <coughs> and so there is a word from the Lord this morning, amen? Somebody ought to shout hallelujah. A lot of times pastors get up and preach what they want to preach, but I look for a word from the Lord, amen? Hallelujah. Turn with me, if you will, to the book of Joshua. Joshua, the third chapter. Joshua 3, we're going to look at verses 11 through 17, amen? Joshua chapter 3, verses 11 through 17. Can y'all take me up just a little bit, just a little bit, amen? When you have it, say amen. Joshua 3, starting with verse 11, you'll find these words recorded. Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth passes over before you into Jordan. Now, therefore, take you 12 men out of the tribe of Israel, out of every tribe a man. And it shall come to pass as soon as the soles of the feet of the priests 
that bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of Jordan, that the waters of Jordan shall be cut off from the waters and come down from above, and they shall stand upon a heap. And it came to pass that when the people removed from their tents to pass over the Jordan, and the priests bearing the ark of the covenant before the people, and as they bear the ark were come unto Jordan, and the feet of the priests that bear the ark were dipped in the brim of the water, for the Jordan overfloweth all his banks all the times of harvest. <coughs> that the waters which came down from above stood and rose up upon a heap very far from the city Adam, that is beside Zaratan, and those that came down towards the sea of the plain, even the salt sea failed and were cut off. And the people passed over right against Jericho. And the priests that bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan. And all the Israelites passed over on dry ground until all the people were passed clean over Jordan. I just want to highlight verse number 17. It says, And the priests that bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of Jordan, and all the Israelites passed over on dry ground until all the people were passed clean over the Jordan. Is that what your Bible reads? Glory to God. We want to talk this morning on the topic, take a step. Take a step. Amen. Ah, my brothers and my sisters, one of the greatest tragedies in life is to live and never discover your destiny. Amen. Ah, but worse than that, it is to discover your destiny and forfeit it. Amen. Ah, and that's what some of the children of Israel did. They were on the brink of their breakthrough, but they had a breakdown. Good God Almighty. Ah, ah, yeah, yeah, there were some in that first generation who doubted God's promises, and instead of going across the Jordan into the promised land, because of their lack of faith, they died in the wilderness. Destiny poor. Good God Almighty. Ah, however, however, there were the younger ones who remembered how God had cared for them in the wilderness for 40 years, how he had kept them safe. And they, unlike their forefathers, believed what God said and were able to take a step into the promised land. Amen. Ah, 
And so I come this morning to talk for a minute to some people unlike that first generation. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk to some people who know that they have a destiny in their lives. Amen. Ah, who know that there's a reason and a purpose for their existence. Amen. Ah, I came to talk to those who want everything that God has ordained for their life and you refuse to let go and you refuse to give up until you receive it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking to you because I came to tell you this morning that you're one step away from your miracle. Good God Almighty. Ah, uh, you're one step away from your promise. You're one step away from your victory. Good God Almighty. Is anybody, anybody in here this morning who wants what God has promised you? Amen. Ah, uh, anybody in here who refuses to settle for less than what God said you can have? Amen. Ah, uh, is anybody in here with their mind made up uh, that they're going to do whatever God said do to receive their blessings from on high? Good God Almighty. Ain't no need to serve the Lord if you're not going to serve him in spirit and in truth. Uh, it's no need to serve him if you're not going to give him 100%. And I like that if you give him 100%, God will multiply what you give him. Good God Almighty. I'm glad that his multiplication system isn't like ours. One times one. Good God Almighty. God will bless you. Hallelujah. Somebody says he's here to bless me. He's here to bless me because I'm serving him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, now, if you're satisfied where you're at and if you're satisfied with what you're doing and what you got and what you're experiencing, then this message probably is not for you. Good God Almighty. Ah, but I'm talking to some folks, amen, uh, who happen to be the rare breed called dreamers. Anybody a dreamer in here? Good God Almighty. I'm talking to some folks that if your spirit is divinely dissatisfied uh, and you know God has destined more for your life, uh, uh, you're the one that I'm talking to, amen? Uh, you're the one that I'm talking to because you've grown stronger. Oh, uh, yeah. You have dug deeper, yes, and, and you're ready to reach higher knowing that with God all things are possible. First of all, first of all, Pastor Murphy, I would be doing the congregation a disservice if I didn't tell them that every promise comes with a price. Good God Almighty. Uh, there is no victory without a fight. There's no testimony without a test. Amen. And there's no crown without a cross. Amen. There are some things that you will have to go through in order to get to your promise. Amen. Uh, 
think about it for a moment. Before Joseph went to the palace, he went from the pit and the prison first. Amen. Good God Almighty. Before the three Hebrew boys were promoted, they went through the fiery furnace. Amen. Ah, and as you look at the scriptures, between the children of Israel and their promised land, there was a river called the Jordan. Amen. Ah, the very word Jordan means the one that will take you down. And that's what our Jordans in our lives uh, try to do. Amen. They try to take us down. They try to kill our dreams. They try to drown our faith. But somebody ought to holler out, the devil is a liar. Good God Almighty. Ah, uh, yeah. Your Jordan may be different from mine, but what is the same is the fact that it stands between my promise, good God Almighty, and your promises that God has for you. Amen? Ah, and the only way that you and I can get to our promises is by faith. Oh, uh, yeah. You can't float over on feelings. Feelings won't get you across the Jordan. You can't go on your past experiences. You can't even have religion because that won't get you through. Amen? The only thing that can conquer Jordan and the Jordan in your life is, is a living relationship and a living faith with a living God. Good God Almighty. Ah, uh, Yes. And as the children of Israel stood at the edge of the raging Jordan River, they had faith. Amen. And Joshua told the priests that carried the Ark of the Covenant to start walking, to step into the water, take a step in the direction of your promise. And I want you to know this morning uh, that when God says move, uh, baby, you better move. Uh, you can't go by uh, what you're seeing uh, or what you're hearing. Uh, you can't go by uh, what you're feeling uh, or even what other people are saying. Uh, you've got to go uh, and step out uh, on faith. Uh, and move. You can't wait until you see a break in the waves. You can't wait until it makes sense to you. You can't wait until you see the waters opening up. Good God Almighty. You just got to obey God and move. For the Bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. I know, I know, maybe God showed you the first time what was going to happen so that you could be assured when you move. And that may have been when you were a baby in Christ, but you've got some history with God now. He's seen you through many dangers, toils, and snares. He's seen you through 
some restless nights uh, when you were rocking in pain. Uh, he's seen you through uh, some time when you didn't have a dime in your pocket. God, uh, he made a way. Uh, and you got some history now. And because of that, uh, God is requiring more faith from you now to grow uh, and to reach higher in him. God says uh, that it's time to take the training wheels off. It's time to get rid of that pacifier. It's time to move uh, from sight to faith. Uh, it's time to move uh, from I hope so uh, to I know so. In other words, uh, what am I saying? I'm saying uh, that it's time to get your feet wet. You got to have enough faith uh, in God to get off uh, your blessed assurance and take uh, Take your step, good God Almighty. Look at your name and say, neighbor, I don't know about you, but I'm getting ready to take my step. I know it sounds crazy. I know it don't make no sense. I know the Jordan is at flood stage. And I know that people may even be saying that it's not going to work. But somebody say, but... If God be for me, he's more than the world against me. And yes, I'm going to take my step because I got a word. That's all you need. Minister Cynthia is a word from the Lord. And when God gives you the word, you can do the impossible. Peter, he had a word. God said, Peter, launch out into the deep and let your nets down. And Peter looked at God and he said, God, I've been here all night long and I ain't caught nothing yet. But I'm so glad that Peter heard the word. And his next sentence was, nevertheless, at your word, I'm going to let my tent down. And he let the net down, and Peter pulled up so many fish, he had to get his brothers to come and help him. What am I saying? I'm saying you holding yourself up. God gave you the word, and now it's time. To take your step. Hallelujah. It's time to go from nothing to too much. It's time to go from emptiness to overflow. Somebody is one step away from your miracle. One step away from your breakthrough. One step away from your too much blessing. God has seen you. He said, I've seen you. Putting in your time, toiling and praying, confessing and waiting. And now, 
God said, go ahead, take your step for what you've been believing for. And I will, somebody say, I will. I will bring it to pass. I'm so glad this morning that all of God's promises are yes and amen. I'm glad that when he promises me something, I can take it to the bank. And even when it doesn't come tomorrow, even when I may have to wait a week, a month, or a year, I'm still standing on his promises that he's going to do. What he says, he's going to do. Numbers 23 and 19 says, Our God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, he will do it. If he spoke it, he will make it good. Ah, yes. And so... When the priest stepped in to the water, the waters rolled back. Church, there are some things that have been threatening to take us down, threatening to drown us and take us under. And I don't know what's been chasing you, but I'm here to say to you this morning that there's a turnaround in the atmosphere and God is getting ready to flip the script he's getting ready to cause those things that were chasing after you to begin to run from you poverty and lack are gonna run from you sickness and disease are going to run from you hopelessness and discouragement are gonna run from you Deuteronomy 28 and 7 says they shall come out against you one way but they're gonna flee good God Almighty seven ways I don't know what's been on your track but I'm here to tell you this morning that it's about to run away from you. It's about to leave you. And it's about time that you take your step. One step of obedience. For you see the miracle, not in the knowing or even the believing. The miracle is in the doing. The Bible says that the priests that were holding the ark kept moving, good God Almighty, until they were standing in the middle of the Jordan River. The main thing is to keep moving. Don't stop. Keep believing. Keep praising. Even when you don't feel like it. Keep praising God. Keep thanking him for what he's about to do. Don't wait until the battle is over. You can shout now. I like 
what my grandmother used to say. She said, I'm sending up my timber every day. In other words, she said, I'm praising him every day. Imagine that. They praised him through the depression. They praised him through the lean times. They praised him when things weren't going well. And we sit Sunday after Sunday in our cushioned chairs, in our air-conditioned building, coming from our six-figure job. And we too stingy to give God the praise. I don't know about you, but I'm praising him all the way up. I praised him when I worked in McDonald's. And I'm praising him now that I'm in corporate America. Because down through the years, the Lord has been good to me. And because he's been good, I don't mind coming to church getting my makeup messed up. I don't mind coming to church, getting my clothes wrinkled because I remember that God has been good to me. Hallelujah. He's worthy to be praised. It's time out now for Sunday morning services where we do this at 9 o'clock. We do that at 9.30. We do this at 10 o'clock. And we're not allowing God to move freely in the service. But I don't know about you. I don't come and waste my time. And I don't come and waste God's time. When I come to the house of the Lord, I'm coming and I mean business. I'm coming and I'm praising him. For I realize that when the praises go up, You want God to bless you? You better open up your mouth and stop worrying about your Michael Kors bag. Stop worrying about, hallelujah, your Macy's dress. Stop worrying about your Burberry suit and get ugly. Sometimes it takes getting ugly for the Lord to bless you. And anyway, he blesses me. I'm obedient. Satisfied. Keep moving. Keep doing. Even if your neighbor sitting beside you ain't doing nothing. You keep moving. You keep doing. You keep letting God bless you. If they look at you and say... It don't take all that to bless God. You tell him, baby, go sit on another pew. I came to bless him. I came to love him. I came to ask God bless me.
until they got to the middle of the Jordan River. And when they got there, the sea began to part. They were there doing what was impossible. They were there doing what God had assigned their them to do. They were going even if they had to go by themselves. And the word says that the priest stood in the midst of the Jordan with the ark of God raised in the air. And this is why we serve God. It's not just for us, Dr. Chandler. It's not just for him to bless us because when they stood there with the Ark of the Covenant raised up, three million people came through the River Jordan on dry land. What am I saying? I'm saying if you can't praise God for yourself, praise him for somebody else. Praise him for that uncle, for that aunt, that husband or wife, sister or brother that's going to be coming onto dry land. Praise him. Hallelujah. And when you praise him, God will not only bless you, he'll bless the generations that come after you. You're not going to be here in greater little Zion for all of your life. One day God is going to call you home. And so when you see something new happening, don't get upset. Just bless God for a new vision. It's all right. You didn't start it. But that don't mean uh, that God didn't bless it. It's all right that, hallelujah, that you can participate with the new things that are taking place. Don't be like the old ones who never made it over to the promised land, but be like the Joshua generation. Be like the ones that say, I need a new vision. I want my church to thrive. I don't want to keep doing the same old things. I want to do something new. God's not a stagnant God. And he gives out fresh vision. He gives out fresh assignments. And okay, Mother Sally, you might have sang that song all the time that you've been in this church. But if God gave it to young sister Jenny to sing, let us sing it. Let us sing it. We can't be stagnant. We can't get stuck. We got to be on the move. We got to look out for the fresh vision of God. We got to look and say, what's your talent? What's your vision? What has God given you? What has God got for you? 
and together we're going to keep greater little Zion moving. I might be 60 and don't know nothing about Twitter, but I believe there's a young adult in the house who can teach this old lady about Twitter so we can keep greater little Zion moving. You might be sitting here this morning and you say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I fell into that stagnation thing. Amen. I, I fell into the, uh, I don't want to do a different thing. Amen. But I dare you to stand up and say, God, I hear you. God, I know you're looking for change. And I'm going to take my step into year number 127. With a newness and a freshness, I'm going to move. When you say move, God, I'm not going to get in nobody's way. And yes, I may have done it, but I'm going to step aside and let my sister use her talent. I'm going to step aside and let my brother use his gift because all things are working together for the good of them who love the Lord and are called. You ain't the only one called. I'm going to sit down now. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to sit down. Hallelujah. But things are changing quickly. And we got to be ready. We got to stop arguing. Stop having attitudes. Stop rolling our eyes. In other words, stop acting like ignorant black folk. And move. Move. Grab somebody by the hand and say, well, let's move. I'm not going to move without you. We're going to move together in the Lord. I'm going to take, somebody take your step. Somebody take your step in the year 127. Somebody take your step into your promise. Oh, I dare you. Come on out of them comfortable seats. Come on out of them comfortable seats. Walk with me. Take your step into newness. Walk with me. Take your step into newness walk with me take your step into the promise of God come with me we're going into year 127 with power Holy Ghost power from on high And all it takes. And it all started. 